The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. Hope lifts the heart and it makes merry the soul. Hope is one of the greatest motivators of life in general. Hope is that thing you can't define it, you can't see it. It's invisible, but it's real. And a person who has it marches forward. A person who doesn't have it becomes reclusive, turns inward, and can't even give up on life. Hopelessness is absolutely unacceptable. Amen. The Bible is no ordinary book. It's the living, breathing Word of God Almighty. In this series, Prioritizing God's Word, Dr. Ed King emphasizes the importance of consistent daily Bible reading and reminds us that Scripture is God's love letter to us. It's full of His promises and is a guidebook for life. If you have a daily devotional life where you spend time just reading Scripture, you'll find that the Scripture will inspire you even on what to pray and how to pray. Putting God's Word first can change everything about you and provide the understanding needed for your future in Him. To receive this series, Prioritizing God's Word, as a digital download for $13 or on CD for $25, visit us online at poweroftheword.com or call us at 1-800-956-4433. Make God's Word a priority in your life. You will never be the same. You know what's interesting about Abraham? His body was dead. And somehow they managed. <laughs> and you know, after Sarah died, and she was buried, and they went through the mourning, Abraham remarried. And he lived to be, I think it was about 165 or so. That was something about that. And he had six more kids. So hope will keep you going. <laughs> hope will keep you going. Amen. Praise God. So hope drives our faith. Hope secures our victories. Hope takes us into a good future. Hope lifts your heart, and hope always believes it's possible. There's nothing impossible to a person full of hope. Amen? Hope drives out despair and depression. Doesn't stay where hope's alive. Hope puts a smile on your face and a song in your heart. And hope will make you happy when everybody else is sad. Hope looks foolish to the person who doesn't know. But hope is that anchor for your soul. Why do I look this way? Why do I act this way? Well, my hope is in the Lord. There's nothing you'll ever face that can overcome Trusting in God. Yeah. 
You can't define it. You can't get it if you don't have it. Well, I say that. You can get it if you don't have it. But you got to work at it. It's not just going to come because you listen to good music. That might help you a little bit. But it comes from a deeper river. It comes from the Lord. Hope believes in a future. It overcomes discouragement. Well, I'm so discouraged. Well, because you've lost hope. That's why you're discouraged. You can't be motivated if you have no hope. Hope becomes the motivator, drives things. Hope is eternally optimistic. Well, well, you, you, you just, you're just believing in a lie. No, it's not a lie to me. Might not work for you, but it'll work for me. See, that's what hope says. What keeps you moving? What keeps you going? Hope doesn't have time to be down. It doesn't have time to be depressed. Because we've got an eternal, internal, eternal anchor. And it's the hope that only God can give. And he does give it through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hope looks to the promises. Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God, that believing what God had promised, he was able also to perform. I believe if God said it, he can show enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he can get it done. He's capable and he's able. Amen. Hope overcomes the negative. You don't have time to be negative. You're too busy being positive. We don't have time to go under. We're too busy going over. Huh? Go to the other side. We don't have time to sink. We're going to the other side. We don't have time to stop in the middle. We're going somewhere. Hope has direction. Hope has purpose. Hope's busy about the kingdom and the master's plan. Well, you know, I'm getting old. Well, getting old's got nothing to do with anything. You're about as old as you want to be. It's kind of like being happy. You're about as happy as you want to be. It's all on you, not on somebody else. Well, I'm unhappy. Well, get happy. Amen. It's on you. Hope overcomes the world. Amen. Hope pleases God. Amen. Hope causes us to try again. I may be, Paul said, I may be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. Hope will make you get up again. The Bible says a spiritual man may be knocked down seven times, but he always gets back up. It's just like, oh, really? Well, here we go again. Well, just, just stay down. Stay down. Don't, don't get up again. No, we're getting up again. See, that's what they don't want you to do is get up again. But you're up again. Mm -hmm. And we're going to win. You hear me? Now we find over here in, in Romans chapter 8, verse number 24, this is an interesting passage. It says, for we are saved by hope. Isn't that interesting? You know you're saved by grace through faith. Well, how do you get saved by hope? 
Is it the application of hope that causes you to get saved? Well, you wouldn't pray a prayer of faith if you didn't believe it worked. So you got hope in the answer of prayers before you ever pray the prayer of faith. I've got hope in heaven. See, that's my blessing. I've never seen heaven. Now I've had, you know, kind of visions and dreams and imaginations and all that. But you know, you're just seeing through a glass darkly. Best you see. You hear stories who, about people who've died and they come back and they give their testimonies and they talk about all sorts of things. Well, those are good things to think about and they inspire us. But if I had none of that, I guarantee you heaven is my home. How do you know? I got a hope. But you don't know. Yes, I do. See, so you move in faith because you have a hope. So when the scripture says you're saved by hope, it's not talking about that application of hope. It's talking about the hope that becomes the motivator for everything. You receive the grace of God. You receive the faith of God. You, you, you move into your whole salvation experience because you believe it works. That's your blessed hope. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is, that is seen is not hope. In other words, if you can see it, it's not hope. If you see it, it's real. I don't hope that I can have a pulpit like this one day. Why? We already got one. It's not a hope anymore. There was a time it was a hope. I remember sitting down with a piece of paper and sketching out. We're talking about this pulpit and what it needs to look like. And we wrote it out and drew it out and took that design, took that plan to somebody who could fabricate, and cut the metal and do all the stuff, and do the finishing. We did all that. And one day they said, come over to our place and pick up your new pulpit. So our hope became reality. So the thing we didn't see, now we see. But before we saw it, it was just a hope. You're hoping for a new house, you're hoping for a better car, you're hoping for a better marriage. You're hoping your children will come to the Lord. See, we have hopes. So when the Bible says we're saved by hope, we're saved by moving toward the unseen. We move to our future because we believe it. Our hope drives us. Our hope pushes us. Our hope pulls us along. We have a hope in the Lord. Say, I hope in the Lord. He said, for we are saved by hope, but the hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? If you see it, it's not a hope anymore. You got it. Amen. And so you can see why hope drives your faith. Hope is the force that causes a person to win at life. You want a better life? You got to hope for it. Well, I'm a wishing. Wishing won't get you there. Hoping alone won't get you there. But hope becomes the driving force behind your faith. Thomas Fuller said this, if it were not for hopes, the heart would break. That's a strong statement. If it weren't for hopes, the heart would break. I believe it. Despair is not the condition that God gave for you to live in. 
Amen. Hope. It can get better. We can move up. We can overcome. Let's try it again. Well, we tried it and didn't make it. Try it again. Well, it's foolish to try again. No, it's foolish to not try again. Get up. Get moving. Get motivated. Amen. So we must, we must, we must keep hope alive. You got to keep hope alive. You got to do it on purpose. When you give up and you want to quit, you've got to work to keep hope alive. Well, I just don't want to do it anymore. I know you don't, but you got to keep hope alive. Amen. When it comes time in life for you to make a change, you don't quit on life. You write another chapter. All the previous chapters become the schooling, the education, and the training to write the next one. Nothing is lost until you say it is. There was no purpose in that. Yeah, now you can be a consultant. Now you can write the next chapter. Well, that didn't seem like it meant any good thing. Well, you counted it too early. Everything that's happened in your life, good or bad, is the accumulation of your new future. All of it. It's never over till you say it's over. Keep hope alive. Amen. Praise God. We find over here in the book of Acts, chapter 1, Verse number nine, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while he looked, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. These were angels, which said, which also said, "You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, same one, which is taken up from you to heaven, shall so come in like manner." as you've seen him go into heaven. And so, you know, as we talk about hope, when we talk about the need for hope and the need to keep hope alive, and there is a great need to keep hope alive. Everybody say, keep hope alive. There's a great need for that. I wrote down, just jotted four things down there. I could, write, I could have written down 104 easily without trying very hard. But I just wrote down four big ones. If you're struggling over hope, how to keep it alive. This is the first one right here. This same Jesus. Let us send it. This same one shall come in like manner. If you ever wonder, is there a hope? Is this Christian faith, is it worth it? This same Jesus that ascended is the same one who will come in like manner. So if you ever wonder, is it worth it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, when it's all said and done, when it's all come to the end, and when all the stories have been told and all the tallies have been made and all the additions and multiplications have been done and everything is written down and everything's recorded, when it's all done, this same Jesus will still be King of kings and Lord of lords forever. That's a fact. And to put your hope in Him is never 
misplaced. Amen. You may need to write some new chapters of life, may deal you some cards that you wish you never had to play. I understand. You can't tell what's coming. We don't know our future, but we know the one who's beyond our future. The future is never final until it's all in. And it's all working favorably for you. This same Jesus that ascended is the same one that's coming. For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son. When you partner with Power of the Word, you are sharing that same love and making a real difference in the lives of hopeless and hurting people. Through our television ministry, we have the potential to reach millions of households across the world with the powerful messages of Jesus Christ. Your giving, your partnership, brings that anointing into your life. That's what Paul said. He said, grace on me gets on you. Help us continue to spread the gift of Jesus with your gift today. To give, go to poweroftheword.com. Call us at 800-956-4433 or text the word GIVE to 865-978-6380. Partner with Power of the Word and help us change lives. So, to keep hope alive, Jesus will return. He is our blessed hope. He is coming again. Well, what, what about the politics? What about the Antichrist? What about the economy? This same Jesus that ascended shall come in like manner. I don't know about all that other, but I know about that. I know about that. Amen. And you know, uh, that's future, but what about now? Well, Acts 26 and verse 6, And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promises made of God unto our fathers. You know what? When we don't know what all the future looks like, we know the promises of God. And so when you don't know what everything's going to look like and what everything's going to be, you know what the Word of God says, and you got an anchor for your soul, and when you need to know something to believe, look inside the book and find a promise. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm facing a doctor's report. Well, Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. I don't know about all that, but my hope is in the Lord. Well, I know so-and-so. I don't care about so-and-so. I care about that. And there's nobody that can take that from you but you. Satan may try. Others may try. But that hope is an anchor. So we trust in his promises, and we can believe every one of them. And what he said, he's able also to perform. What he promised He's able also to do. Amen. So my hope is in him and in his word. Amen. Amen. And we find in Acts chapter 23, and when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee of the hope and resurrection of the dead.
Am I called in question? And so the third thing you can believe is you can believe that one day there's a resurrection coming. This body that you have today is going to be changed. It may have some problems with it now, but it doesn't have any titanium in it when you leave. <laughs> Amen. Works pretty good, though, I got to say. Amen. I won't get into that story, but I can set off security things all over the world. <laughs> Praise God. There's a resurrection day coming, brother and sister. Believe me. And so we have hope in the resurrection. The grave is never final. Death has been defeated. Need a hope? That ought to work for you. Amen. Another thing that we can have hope in, we see in Colossians chapter 1, if you continue in the faith, grounding and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. This gospel we preach is a gospel full of hope, full of answers, full of future, full of life, full of joy, full of the precious presence of an almighty God. This gospel that we preach, the good news of Jesus Christ, we have a hope in this gospel. We're not here just batting the air, taking up space, spinning our wheels, treading water. We're here preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's not one person who shed a tear when they gave their heart to the Lord or came to Him in faith of any form that He's ever turned away. This gospel has the power to redeem, to set free, and to establish an eternal future, and an eternal hope. Amen? Amen? This gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So it's not a vain thing we do when we preach this gospel. It's not a vain thing we do when we give invitations and invite people to come to Christ. That's not a vain thing. And another thing that we can put in our bag of hope when we pull out and we, you know, we think about Christmas and we think that bag full of this and toys and on and on and on. In our bag full of hope, Titus 1 and 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. You can't get me down. I'm in it forever. You can't stop it. This is eternal. This hope does not live for a season, a time, a period, a millennium, or two. This hope that we have is eternal and forever in Jesus. So if you wonder, do you need hope? The answer is yes, you do. The question is, can I have hope? The answer to that is yes, you can. How do you get it? Reminding yourself of who Jesus is, what He's done. And when we come to Christmas, it's the time we light the trees and we do the stuff. You say, we've done it for years and, you know, it just becomes some sort of ritual or whatever. It's not a ritual. It's a people in our finite human way trying to express to a world that's lost lost its way, lost its direction, lost its purpose, and lost its meaning. We're trying to say, 
Jesus is the hope. Jesus is the answer. What about our schools? Jesus. What about our politics? Jesus. What about the economy? Jesus. He's it. He is the blessed hope. And listen, He holds you in the palm of His hand. He said, I'll make you the apple of my eye. You know what that means? The very pupil of your eye. That's how close he is to you. And that's how much you're on his mind. I don't know how God has the capability, the ability to hold each one of us in that unique, special, privileged position. But he does. He gives as much attention to you as he does me. And I can't even believe he would. (laughs) But he does. That ought to make you like your neighbor better. Because he loves them. Amen. But he loves you too. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. So we have a hope of eternal life. So there are many other things that we could offer or put our faith and hope in, but these are just some quick reminders of when it seems hopeless. This won't be a series. We're not turning into this. This is an in-between message to give you hope during this Christmas season, to give you hope during this time of the year. When the world needs something, remember this. God has it, and He gave it to us. Amen. the greatest words in the English language is the word hope. People die out of desperation because they lose hope. The Bible says that our hope is in the Lord. If you put your hope in circumstances, if you put your hope in politics, the economy, the things around us today, you can lose hope real quickly and clearly. But if we hope in the Lord, it it transcends all of the problems of this world. Jesus is our blessed hope. And even if, God forbid, you lose your life on this planet, you have an eternal hope. Now that transcends everything. When you know where you're going, when it's over, it causes life to begin to make a whole lot more sense. And so no matter how bad it gets, it never gets bad enough for you to lose that blessed hope. Now, I'm not saying anything like that's gonna happen to you. Certainly don't believe that. But the point is, we have a hope that's above all earthly hope. And that hope is Jesus Christ. If you've never made him the Lord of your life, you need to do that now. You need to be forgiven of your sins. You need to have that blessed hope living in your heart. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you, to serve you, today and forever. Sin, Satan, I do not serve you. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. You are my blessed hope. Enjoyed being with you here this session on Power of the Word. We uh, really appreciate you being a part. We do this for you. We come to you because we love you. Let us hear from you. Let us know that you're there. Let us know, especially if you prayed that prayer. We love you. Look forward to our next time together. Until then, Jesus is our blessed hope. God bless you.
We hope you've been blessed by today's teaching. If you would like to receive this message by Dr. Ed King as an MP3 or CD for a gift of any amount, please visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 800-956-4433. Let the truths found in this message take hold in your life. Request your copy today.